This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like rebel fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, July 8th, Ked and Hal here, uh, recording a late night podcast. We have a bunch to talk about. Uh, first things first, we started a store. If you guys get a chance, head over to our website, morningslashskate.com. Uh, in the menu section, it'll say store. It'll bring you to this one website where we're selling our stuff. we got t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, sweatshirts, uh, phone case, flags, stickers, whatever you want. And for a limited time, I already reached out to some of the people who have been true fans of this. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're riding with us. So for a limited time, you can use the promo code TMS promo to save 5% on, on your uh, purchases. I know it's not much, but we're just starting to get going and we're trying to work some magic here. So head over, check out the store, buy some merch. And if you buy anything, take a picture and send it in. We'd, we'd love to see people wearing our stuff. So, um, Hal, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Hockey. Hockey's like dead, so it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are scrounging up some topics for today. Not a lot going on, but life's good. How about you, pal? How you doing? I'm you hang- hanging in there. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. But uh, how was the Rascal Flats concert, bud? It was. It was Rascal Flats, dude. It wasn't bad. They sang "Life Is a Highway," and I got it on the Instagram story. So <laughs> is that your is that your favorite Rascal Flats song? Because I think that might be. It it is, but it is because of the. Uh, the part in the office where Michael's driving Holly back to Nashua and, and he just starts singing life is a highway every two seconds. It's the only reason why it's my favorite song. Um, Dude, I don't know. I don't know much about rascal flats, but I, I, I don't, I just imagine like rascal flats is like the band that like makes middle school girls cry. Yeah. I don't know. They came up, they, they saluted the troops. You know, I guess that's all that really matters. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Carly Pierce, who's like this new up and coming singer. If you get a chance, check her out. She waved right at me. I was about twelve rows back. I damn near shit my pants. So that was cool. Um, but we have a big episode today. Uh, we're we're gonna get into our normal stuff. But we're gonna we're gonna lead it off. Uh, Oli and Jacob from On the Bench decided to come on for I don't know about fifteen minutes. I talked to him about you know what's going on in their lives. So without further ado, the Clout Award winners, Oli and Jacob. All right, without further ado, this is a huge podcast with us. We have Oli posting in and Jacob R down. They uh, they decided to join us. How's it going, fellas? Good. How you boys doing today? Chilling, man. I, I just wanted to you know say thank you for coming on. Uh, you guys have been doing awesome shit, so this is a big grab for us. 
And uh, yeah, so just thanks. How, just to begin, like, how did this? How did this all begin? Like, how did you guys get into this? Tell me about your hockey background. Like, I, I, just one day you decide to do this. Like, what happened? Uh, well, you know, um, obviously I'm a pretty big butte. J- J- Jacob's also a butte, but uh, I'm bigger. And uh, obviously we've played like pretty high level in our career. So one of the times we just decided to record like this video for the boys and um, somehow it got leaked on the internet of us skating on the concrete and that's kind of how it all started. Hey, Jacob? That's right, boys. Yeah, we're just greasing it up at our secret training facility in Eric Creek. And uh, yeah, we're just trying to show a few of the boys that we're training uh, different techniques that uh, nobody else uses and that's why we're just natural purebred beauties. Um, and then, yeah, just all the, the funnies, they just started leaking. And at that point, it was too late to really turn around. So we just had to grease it through the league, teach the boys a, a thing or two. And now it worked out because we got the league up to a bit better of a level that we feel. Completely agree. So you brought up fundies, right? What What is like your favorite fundy? The, the best fundy that you guys have done on video, maybe you haven't done it quite yet. What what fun do you do hockey players need to know more than all the other ones to be successful? Get on the concrete like you guys. Like what what do people have to do? That's uh that's a pretty tough question to go through. Uh every fundy that we preach is super important, like super crucial to one's game. Um but you can't go wrong with the when you're greasing your snapper, that's huge to have like just a nice buttery snapper. Um, and also when you're shedding the finger pillows so that you can get the face massagers going. Um, so we need more people that are sending folded five straight to the booger bags more often. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of a finesse player. So like, I like to teach the fundies of like a quick release. Cause I probably have the quickest in the entire league and maybe the NHL and, uh, my speed. I like to preach a lot of speed. Um, I'm pretty tough as well, but. Like, not, not that tough. tough. He's not tough. Oli, would but you like, describe yourself as, like, a perimeter player? Um, I don't know what that word means, but I'm just, uh, Jacob, what does it mean? You're more of, like, an 80-foot player. I'm more of, like, an 80-foot player, so. Okay. All right, and, and Jacob, you're, you're more in front of the net, like, hacking away, just garbage goal kind of guy. When he gets off the bench, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I've been, they've... I've been called before like a stay-at-home offensive threat kind of D-man. So I'm basically the complete packy. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough, boys. Uh, NHL uh, offseason just started. We got free agent frenzy. The draft, everything was going on. Uh, who's your team? And whatever team you guys do have, like what, what's been going on with them? Uh, I mean, obviously, I wear them on my chest. The the sea of red. That's my team, Calgary Flames. Got to represent the home team. Um, they haven't done a whole lot, but we we got the real deal, James Neal. Hell yeah! Uh, he's obviously he's gonna bring a lot to the dressing room, uh, including age, um, and hopefully he puts up a few points that matches that number of years that he's passed through in life. Also, uh, he's not the real deal now that he's in town, so. <laughs> We just want him to know that. Now, I, I I think I read somewhere that he only washes his hair once a month to, to really get the grease in his hair because he's got a great set of hair. What Do you guys do anything like that? Any any preparation with the hair? I know you guys both have the flow just wheeling. Uh, I don't know about Jacob, but I don't really do much to it. 
Okay. Uh, the occasional time I'll toss a little scoop of butter in there just to kind of keep it shiny. But other than that, that's pretty much all I do. Yeah, I find a good hearty coffee bean going through in the shower isn't too bad. But that's that's a once a week kind of thing tops and mainly just because I like coffee. Nothing like nothing like chugging coffee in the shower. We've all been there, I suppose. Uh, all right. So again, it's the off season. A lot of NHL stuff going on. What are you guys doing in the offseason right now? What preparation are you guys going through for the upcoming year? Uh, we're obviously just doing the same thing we always do. Uh, we're tra- we're doing a lot of training, um, trying to get the league up to where it needs to be. But ourselves, uh, we like to push ourselves as, as well to be even better than the best. Yeah. But we already are the best, so it's tough. But, you know, we're just doing a lot of off-season, tra- off-season training right now. Right, Jacob? That's right, boys. We're getting the rudders going. We've had the, the wheels out on the creek for a few times. Uh, you know, just trying to get some new quintessentials going. Um, with the Calgary Stampede coming up, uh, we've been trying to find a rodeo to get to, but nobody will let us in, even though we're natural cowboys and athletes. Um, But, yeah, just a lot of off-season training. Uh, not much scouting because nobody's ever – going to reach our talent level so we're not too worried about getting taken over so it's funny you brought up a rodeo i'm a huge rodeo guy uh bucket list is go to the calgary stampede so question if you guys were to get on a bull i know you're hockey players you guys put on the hockey helmets or are you sticking with the cowboy hats uh well i already have the jolf on it's like doctor prescribed so i can't take it off but jake but jacob will have his on yeah i got the seaboy hat not only is it for comfort but it's also for safety um so definitely not going to switch it up we got the stun strap that comes uh stock with it so not too worried about it falling off and not too worried about the dome getting damaged oh i I would love to see a video of you guys at the stampede that would be (laughs) that would be pretty fucking epic uh thank you for letting us know you're doing the off season we have a few twitter questions it's been such a buzz since we we found out you guys are coming on so uh sydney robinson wants to know who is the guest player coach or other you most wish that you could do an episode with active or retired and also who do you think is least likely to join you for an episode so who 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 do you want and who do you want that probably want to come on uh for for me i think i want to get torts i want to get oh my god that'd be unreal i think he has a lot to learn and i think we could teach him that but to the other side of that question the least person to come on would probably be Torres. <laughs> to catch twenty-two. What? What about you, Jacob? Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to take it back a few years and go with the original legend, Ally Frady. That I'd love to get into an epi. I mean, you can just look at his natural flow. Mm-hmm. He had no regard to anything. Going with the mullet, skullet style. Uh, that's just poetry for the dome, right there. Absolute cannon. Uh, he, man, yeah. he had a ripper. He bent that fifty thirty pretty much in half. And then uh, someone that uh, probably won't get on, um, but he probably should. And it's not for our sake. Uh, probably Vander Kane. Okay. Uh, you know he's uh, he thinks he's good. Uh, obviously he's not because he gets traded. But uh, if he worked with us, maybe he could find like a deal with the team for for more than three years okay shots fired to evander kane there uh patty b the guy who does the patty b hotline wants to know what is the most fun that you guys have had on an episode for me i think it i think for me it'd be the la kings that one or the dallas stars 
Jacob. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, the LA Kings there. Um, you know, they bought into it. Uh, they started to get a little intimidated at the end there, just with our our natural skill. So they started taking out on us, uh, and nothing against those boys. I understand that why they did it and why Carter swept up my flagpole, Sally. Um, but yeah, that one was a lot of fun just because those boys really bought into it before they got super intimidated. Okay, uh, Puck Junkie wants to know what what shell player has been your favorite to do the, to do an epi with, your absolute favorite uh, NHLer that you guys have been around. Does it have to be someone we work with? Uh, no, nah, just, just whatever you want. Shoot from the head. Uh, the favorite one I worked with, I think, um, would be, that's a really tough one. They're, they're all pretty big buttes. Um, we had a pretty wild night with the Coyotes, so they were good. And also the Kings were a pretty wild night. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to go out and say, uh, Teddy Purcell. You know, this guy is a natural leggy. Um, he he hasn't been into an epi yet. Um, he's a little bit superior to the guys that we have been working with. And that guy, he's just uh, so calm, cool, and collected. He knows what he's doing. He plays the game so well. So I got to go with Teddy Purcell. That guy is just a purebred. I'm pretty, he was the guy that went on spin chicklets not long ago, right? Yeah, that'll be him. Yeah, that that was one of the best episodes that they had. That was actually that guy does seem like a fucking really cool dude. Uh Baby Buff wants to know, it's only July fifth, but since the first, what team made the best decisions in free agency and what team are you questioning the most? Well, that's that's tough. Uh well I think uh I think the Flames they gotta step it up. They're getting a lot of uh minor league contracts going, which is not really helping out the pro team. Um, I think there's four players at arbitration right now for the Flames. Yeah, it's just garbage, but <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's gonna be a tough season. Um, and I mean, we got a drill sergeant for a coach now, so I'm not sure what's gonna happen there. Uh, right. For me, I think pretty much every team has made a mistake by not signing us, but you know we're we're not gonna give up yet because I still feel we're 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 gonna get signed, right, Jacob? Yeah, we're it's getting just a matter him. of time. We're getting him for sure. And I'm just a little chap that Johnny T went before us, so. But what can you do? It's yeah, you just you just got to move on, you know. Can't can't keep looking back. You just got to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, uh, that, that's right. So I just uh, myself, I just have a couple questions for you guys. So you guys have done epis with a bunch of different people. You've done a bunch of different ones. It really, I mean, became viral almost instantly. It seemed like. Uh, was there any point when you guys were like filming like an episode with any of the NHL guys that you, like you guys were like super fucking nervous like walking in being like oh shit like all right we got we got to do this right now was it was there one more than the other like was it your first first one that you did with like a pro team where you're like oh god or um it was I thought it was gonna be more nerve wracking going into it but at the end of the day we're all hockey players whether you're playing pro or you're playing minors or you got stuck in the jungle coming up. Um, and then as soon as you get there, you're just, you're just in the locker locker room with the boys basically hanging out. and uh, The nerves go away, and, and you just get to talk about what you love most, and that's hockey. Yeah, as soon as you get to hang out with the boys, like a couple minutes in, like you're, you don't get nervous no more because they're just normal 
idiots. So. <laughs> just like all of us, right? Just like all of us, yeah. Uh, last question. So since you guys have done this, uh, your number one thing that you have encountered, done, whatever. Any stories, Any anything that sticks out the most compared to anything else? Uh, for me, this one's going a little, a little emotional. Um, the, the greasiest thing that's that that's happened to me, uh, I was coaching back home. And I was told that uh, this kid, he quit playing hockey. And then when he found out that we were coaching, he started playing again because he wanted to be a part of it. And uh, what we did inspired him to keep the skates going on. So that's that's easily the greasiest and most important thing to me how to do it any of this. I mean, that's pretty fucking sweet, especially considering like the people you guys have met and like, where you've gone. Something like that small could be so huge, you know what I mean? Like That's awesome. Yeah, that's the answer I, I was looking for. What about you, uh, I think it's kind of the same thing. the The messages that we get in our DMs are pretty crazy. Like, you know, uh, making people's days. Um, there's a few that's been where a lot of people have been having a rough time, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we watch your videos, and you know, we we're 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 happy and stuff like that." That just makes us keep going. Follow up question: So you guys do a lot of hitting, a lot of blocking shots. You guys gone hurt doing all that shit yet or no? Uh, a couple scrapes and bruises. Um, They'll buff out. From uh, Drew Dowdy after a hip check. That's probably the biggest we've had so far. Yeah, nothing too crazy. There's uh, a few blood stains, uh, concussion. But outside of that, uh, I guess we've either got lucky or we're just dumb enough not to feel it. Yeah. We're I mean, still hoping for something pretty crazy here, like maybe a broken <laughs> nose or something like that but she'll have you guys got to go out and fight ryan reeves or something i feel like that that could be a, an unreal video yeah we, we need a bigger bit better of a challenge though ryan reeves isn't gonna be able to cut it i think i want to <laughs> take a hit by buffalo you know like a oh my god like an open ice hit yeah head down <laughs> dusty buffs man well boys i really appreciate you guys coming on this is huge it was kind of cool to talk to you guys, like, kind of outside of everything that's going on. It's cool that you guys are, like, down to earth. You, like you said, you're nervous for a second, then you realize you guys are just a bunch of, like, hockey degenerates, pretty much like everybody else out there. And, uh, that's, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Um, but, yeah, thanks for hopping on. If you guys get a chance, check them out at On The Bench Crew. You've definitely seen these guys before. Their videos are everywhere. They're fucking hilarious. They help me get through work when I'm just chilling in my cube. Not much going on. I get to watch a fundy. I'm about it, so... Uh, thanks again, boys. I really, really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck to you guys. Thank you guys very much for having us. Thanks for letting us grease it up. Thanks again for those guys coming on. That was huge. If you guys get a chance, follow them at On The Bench Crew. Uh, check out their videos. They're big fundies, guys. Uh, Hal, you've seen their stuff, right? Yeah, dude. They're pretty good. I, uh, Yeah, I mean, they're definitely interesting. It's one of those things, though, that it's like, Fuck, how come I didn't come up with that concept? <laughs> yeah, I know. They're, they're they're just doing great shit. They're fucking really, really cool dude. So that's all that really mattered. And we, we kind of talked about the end where all hockey guys are hockey guys. So it's a little bit of adjustment, but then you figure it out. Um, but, yeah, thanks again. Now we're going to hop into NHL in the news. All right, NHL in the news time. Before we get into this, uh, on NHL Network, they're playing the road to the 2018 NHL Winter Classic, and Mika Zibanejad is like in a town car, and he has his the top of his head dilated or wow highlighted in those in that blonde type stuff. And I remember me wanting to do that. And now I'm looking at this guy. I was such a fucking idiot for even thinking about dyeing the top of my head blonde. Thoughts? 
what's the shirt? We came, we loved, we raved. Hell like, yeah, what? hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, don't die. Don't. I don't know, man. It is summertime. <laughs> um, you might you might be in a good night one night. You might be thinking yourself like, I wish I had frosted tips in this situation. So I would keep it in your back pocket. It's happened. But, uh, yeah, we're just going to ignore that part. NHL in the news, uh, Hal kind of touched on it. There wasn't too much going on, but we have a few things. First thing first, obviously the Eric Carlson thing going on. I don't know what Ottawa's doing. I don't know what Tampa's doing. I don't know what Dallas is doing. I don't know what Vegas is doing. Nobody knows. I think it's gotten to the point where it's kind of worse than the Tavares watch. Where I mean, there was kind of a deadline on that one. You kind of knew when he was going to sign. Ottawa doesn't necessarily need to uh, trade Carlson until the deadline. So they could just wait on. This couldn't even happen. I don't know if he's going to be too happy about playing in Ottawa this year. But what do you have on this whole thing? Where do you think he's going to go? What what would you be willing to give up for him? There there were some rumors that the Rangers were in, involved as like a third party team where they would take back some uh, like a calorie uh, wow a salary dump from the Lightning like a Callahan and take a prospect or something like that, which would be pretty awkward because the last time Ryan Callahan and me were involved, I was uh, lighting a, pi- a picture of us on fire in the middle of the playoffs a couple years ago. So what do you have on Eric Carlson? Can someone explain to me? Tampa's cap situation because it makes no sense to me how every single player fits in their salary cap and how they just have to move a couple contracts. Like what? I don't get what's going on. I need someone to check the books. I'm not a statistician. People could be like, oh, like go to like hockeycontracts.com or something. I don't have time for that. All I know is that something's going on <laughs> and it's fishy and I don't like it. Um, I don't know, dude. Like the funny thing is though to me. And people are going to be like, oh, Hal, you're just being an ignorant hater for, like, just, like, every other topic. I don't – if Tampa gets Eric Carlson and they don't win the Stanley Cup, that's going to be, like, maybe my most enjoyable memory in recent years, that this team would be so loaded and not pull out anything. I mean, they've been a disappointment. Every year in the playoffs, they fall apart. Something happens. They have a bad series. Uh, I mean, the Rangers have stuck it to them. Capitals stuck it to them this year. It seems like they can never get over that hump. Uh, what would your thoughts be on him going to Tampa? I mean, at any point during the game, you're going to have one of Hedman, McDonough, or Carlson on the ice. That's that's pretty fucking rough, right? Yeah, I mean, that is super rough, and it's like it's like a matchup nightmare, and they'll probably get like 140 points in the regular season. I just when was the last time there was a team if he went there like? Theoretically speaking, when was the last time there was a team that was that loaded? It would be like the Red Wings in like the 90s when they had like 25 Hall of Famers on their team. Like, I just can't think of a time when there was a roster that was that loaded. Um, I, if they get Carlson, has there ever been a team that has like that great of defensemen? I tweeted that out and I didn't know if that was like a dumb tweet to tweet. But like Hedman, Carlson, and McDonough would like Strawman's not bad, dude. And then Sergachev, I mean, Sergachev would probably go the other way to get Carlson. But like, that's a pretty good fucking top six. Yeah, I dude, I honestly, I mean, I couldn't even think of one. I'm sure those red red wing teams I just mentioned, the Blackhawks, like Seabrook, uh, Keith, Campbell. Other than that, I can't really think of anybody else on that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Dude, I yeah, uh, I mean, someone right now is listening to this podcast so mad that we can't come up with a team with a sick decor. I just. 
I don't know, man. I hope he doesn't go to the Lightning just for my Bruins' sake. I don't know where else he is going to land. The craziest thing, too, is like my understanding of the situation is that if Tampa trades for him, like they're they're kind of saying like we might not re-sign him. Like they might just rent him for one year and throw like the sink at Ottawa or get whatever they can for him. I mean, if you trade that much and then you have to re-sign Kucherov, I'm sure Yanni Gord needs a contract. Vasilevsky probably needs money. There's so much money needs to give that. Like, yeah. if you don't win that Stanley Cup, um, I don't know. I. It just, it would blow my fucking mind. Here's my thing, right? Like, I remember when Stamkos was a free agent and everybody, like, really wanted him, and then that guy got paid. Like, looking back, if you're if you're the Lightning, you could you could realistically say that you could have Carlson and just let Stamkos go and probably have enough money to sign all those guys. Like, I would rather have a team without Stamkos than with Stamkos. So you're saying you would rather have all those guys minus Stamkos? Yeah. That's tough. I mean, at the same time, though... If you ask me, gun in my head, would I want Eric Carlson or Steve Stamkos on my team, I'd probably say I want Eric Carlson on my team. The one thing, though, dude, that does kind of worry me about Eric Carlson, and, like, I would be so pumped if my team got Eric Carlson, is he's going to get, like, an 11-year contract like all these other motherfuckers, and he's injury-prone. Like, the dude's been injured a lot. He's kind of frail. He has the body of, like, a 16-year-old. Like, I don't know if I would trust that. I mean... Obviously, there's the chance he could turn into Nick Lindstrom, but like, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if I would want my team stuck with that. These huge contracts that players get now scare the shit out of me. Yeah, I I know that the Rangers were they're kind of being talked as like the third team to help facilitate that for cap space for the Lightning, but at the same time, like I understand the Rangers are rebuilding. Totally get that, but wouldn't you kind of want a Carlson? It's not like he's only going to be good for a couple years, and you're going to have him for 11 years. By the time the rebuild's complete, Eric Carlson will still be there, still playing really good hockey. So I don't know why there's so many people hating on the pro- like the prospect of the Rangers trying to go after and get him because, I mean, the rebuild's not going to take 15 years, or at least it shouldn't. You know what I mean? Right. No, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, but... It, clearly, like, watching Vegas do it this year, I mean, even the Bruins had, like, a really quick turnaround time. There's so many teams you can point to. Uh, I mean, the Avalanche went from last place to making the playoffs. I mean, you, it's pretty clear that in today's NHL that it takes literally a year or two if your GM's smart to figure out how to get uh, back into the playoffs. And also, I mean, really, if the Rangers got Carlson, in my mind, all they would be missing is a number one center. Yeah. And now you have Eric Carlson on a team in New York City, and it's like, I think that makes that a little more attractive of a situation. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. So, uh, gun to the head, where is he going? Tampa, probably. I, I mean, I just haven't heard of anything else. It, I, it's so hard, dude, because, like, do you really want Bobby Ryan's contract? Like, I don't know how many teams can take Bobby Ryan's contract and Eric Carlson's contract and be a cup contender, like, and move pieces away. I feel like that's a pretty tough thing to figure out. Yeah, the worst part about Bobby Ryan, and Bobby Ryan's not even that bad of a player, so his contract is fucking absurd. Like, him himself, he's not bad, and he's been on a shitty team. I bet you if he goes somewhere else with a good team, he puts up 20, 25 goals, but at the same time, you're not trying to pay that guy. Was he making? Seven mil a year? Yeah, Bobby Ryan, to me, seems like the type of guy that would play on, like, Sidney Crosby's wing and score, like, 40 goals. Yeah, right? Oh, my God, you nailed that. Can you imagine Pittsburgh sliding in there and getting Bobby Ryan? 
I heard, isn't Pittsburgh going, not to change subjects, isn't Pittsburgh going after, like, Patch Ready? I heard that's the hottest rumor. Yeah. Which, once again, now that brings us back to Catfish. how does Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> fit all these fucking guys on their cap? Like, I'm over here struggling with, like, David Backus making, like, $8 million a year, even though it's really, like, six. But, like, I feel like so many NHL fan bases right now, LA Kings fan, like, you name it, any fan base is, like, how are these two teams getting this this much out of their salary cap makes no goddamn sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. But I agree with you. Tampa probably is where I would think he winds up. Just depending on when it when it happens. It, it, I think it'd be really funny if they wait until the deadline and then they, everybody just lowballs them for for the trade. But uh, moving on, one of your favorite players of all time, Alex Burrows, called it quits. Uh, what I wrote a blog about at the top, my top three favorite Alex Burrows moments. What What do you have on this guy? I know that you were a big fan and, and you liked his his line of work. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, people forget that he bit Patrice Bergeron on the finger. I, I don't know, man. To me, I just want to kind of focus on the Ottawa Senators and that trade they made, giving up Jonathan Dolan and then signing Burrows to an extension. Like we should have known that was the end right there. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck that move was. Like they're feeling cocky. They made a playoff run. It's like, well, that didn't work out for you. I, I don't know. Alex Burrows, kind of a scumbag dude, but at the same time, like I feel like if you go through his list, like he bit a guy. I think there was like a nuggy situation. He might have had like one dirty hit. I'm pretty sure on Taylor Hall. Didn't really have like a, he didn't have like headshots. He was just kind of like a French fuck. Yeah, yeah, he was the epitome of like one of those guys, right? Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of a shocker. He never wore like a turtleneck, uh, and it's also a shocker he never ended up wearing the red, white, and blue up in Montreal, but. Outside of that, man, Alex Burrows, I, I mean, kick rocks, dude. Shout out to the time that, that uh, they slayed the, the Blackhawks dragon, and I think it was game six or seven when he scored in overtime. Vancouver Canucks fans will never forget that moment. Wasn't that Bieksa, dude? Are you sure that was him? Yeah, it was Burrows. It was Burrows because he like he skated around and slid on the ice with a stupid celly. Remember, it was like yesterday. When you score a big goal like that, you know all eyes are on, on you, and you're not dropping down to your legs and like doing a 360 like an idiot. It's kind of crazy to think back, dude. Like now that you say that, Burroughs was like a pretty big piece of those Canucks teams that were like yeah. the top of the league every single year. So I guess I'll give him a little more credit than he probably deserved. But I, I mean, think he, if he, he was, was a serviceable <laughs> hockey player, yeah, he he's the type of guy where if he was on your team, I bet you he was a fan favorite. And if he wasn't on your team, you fucking hated him. <laughs> yeah. There's no in between. Uh, Robin Leonard goes to the Islanders. Our guy, neck tattoos. Um, I think this could be a, uh, one of the reasons why Tavares didn't resign because they didn't have a goalie. And I can just see Lula Morel being like, hey, John, I got this one in the back pocket. Guess who we're signing? And Tavares goes, who? And he goes, Robin Leonard. And Tavares goes, okay, I'm going to go to Toronto now. Like, I, I think that's literally what happened. All these people coming out and saying Robin Leonard's due for the, like this great fucking year. I don't know where that came from. Uh, what what do you have on him? I, neck tattoos. I love the guy, but I mean, why can't that guy go to a good team? Why does he keep winding up on fucking dog shit teams like this? Probably because he's probably a dog shit goalie. I mean, yeah. I don't really want to say that. You're right. People are coming out. Is Robin Leonard the steal of free agency? I don't think the Islanders went into free agency saying what we need right now for this team is Robin Leonard and his neck tattoo. Um, I think what happened was that uh, free agent backup goalie Bukaki happened. The Islanders were sitting there with their dick in their hand, nothing done. And they're like, oh, my God, who's left? 
and looking at them at the other end of the bar, like slamming Moscow meals or whatever. Rob, Rob Leonard doesn't drink Moscow meals. I don't know what that guy drinks, but it's probably electric. Yeah. They're like, well, guess what, pal? You're with us. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Robin Leonard, guy will fit right in in Long Island. I mean, he's got that Long Island crazy in him. Yeah. Um, I, I I hate the Islanders. I, well, I don't hate the Islanders, but I, I don't think it's like going to be that sweet of a move, but I can see him being a little bit of a fan favorite. <laughs> I mean, I guess, dude. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I don't like chirping this guy because you know he's one of our favorites, but like... That guy's career is doomed. Unless he goes to a good team, there ain't nothing that he's going to be able to do. What I'm actually really interested to look for, too, is uh, Lou Lamorello is like, Mr. You need to be clean shaven and oh, like, yeah. proper and like, you can't do this or that. Like, him and Robin Leonard, like, mm-hmm. are you, that's like, that's like when like you're a bad boy who goes to the skate park every Sunday and your mom has a new boyfriend and he's a lawyer and he tries to get you to get good grades. Like that shit's not going to work well. Right, dude? Like little Johnny on the vert being sent to like CBA. How long How long till it comes out that Robin Leonard suspended for two games for violating like team conduct? I can't wait to find – yeah, that's going to happen 100%. I can't wait to speculate what the team conduct was. And the other thing, too, is Robin Leonard. I mean, the dude, misery loves misery or some shit like that. I'm not a poet. I don't know the actual saying. But I know that Robin Leonard thought there was a conspiracy theory going out against the Buffalo Sabres last year. I mean, you got to think he's going to be right in the same boat next year saying, why don't they let the Islanders win? It's like, no, dude, like, look where you are. Look who's surrounding you. This is on you. Right, like, I can just imagine, like, in between the second and third periods where John Tavares would stand up and be like, come on, boys, we can totally fucking do this. Like, Josh Bailey, like, cranking it, like, yeah, we can, John, yeah, we can. And then all of a sudden, Raman Leonard just stands up, like, probably hacking a dart, like, puts it puts it out on his forehead, and he's like, all right, let's go to war. And Josh Bailey probably just, like, pees his pants. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I don't know. Um, Robin Leonard watch on Long Island is officially happening, so I'm excited for that. That's dope. Um, last thing about the NHL in the news, Steve Alicat. I put this on here because you're you aren't a soccer guy. Everybody who knows that Neymar guy in Brazil acted hurt, did the role on the ground thing. Now all these kids are out there in soccer schools and shit. When somebody else Neymar, they go to the ground and roll around. But Steve Alicat had a little something to say. He said, in January 2001, I was coming out of the locker room shower in bare feet. It was accidentally stomped on by my teammate still in his skates. Completely severed all five tendons in my toes. Toes just hanging off. People in pain don't react like this. Sad example to the kids watching. Hashtag NHL. What do you have on Steve Alicat going full hockey hardo? Yeah, I mean, I don't like soccer. It's not, it's not really... Um... It's not really because of theatrics, dude. Because, I mean, like, dudes sell calls in the NHL all the time. So, it's kind of a jabroni comment from Valaket. Also, Valaket is like, I'm not a Steve Valaket fan. I'm just going to get that out of the way. I don't know why. I just don't like the guy. I think he's a marginal backup goalie at best. I do got to say, though, getting your foot stomped on. Uh, I looked it up. Playing for the Lock, the Lowell Lock Monsters back in 99, 2000. That's got to be an all-time low moment in your life. I look through the roster. There's not a lot of guys on here who sparked my attention who could have stomped on his foot. Really a who's who's of absolute fucking nobodies. But one guy did play eight games and 38 penalty minutes that year. That's Trevor Gillies. Trevor Gillies, 
is the type of guy that if you ask me, he's stomping on toes in the shower. <laughs> I think you may have just nailed that on the head. One of my favorite Steve Alcant's moments is when he called Al Troutwig bald in between the second and third periods of an oh, NHL yeah. game, and Al Troutwig just mean mugged him for like ten seconds, and Steve Alcant did that like awkward like uh, I was just kidding around, but like Al Troutwig like wanted to kill him. That was one. That was an all time Steve Alcant moment. Uh, also, here's here's my other thing on Steve Alcant. I feel like if in order to make this comment, I feel like you should have been like a little bit of like a nail gun in your career. Like if like Matt Martin said this or like Ty Domi said this, I'd be like, yeah, but like Steve Valicetti, has got those like blue eyes. He's got nice blonde locks. Looks Too like he pretty. definitely like, frost his tips. We're getting back to that. Like he just looks like the type of, what do you, like Steve Valicetti might've cried a little. In his do you, uh, have you ever seen the show two and a half men? Yeah. Do you know uh do you know Alan's ex wife Judith? I mean like vaguely. The only okay, time I ever okay, watched yeah, Judith is like when I was at your house. Yeah, but do you remember the guy that she ended up with? His name was Herb. He was like a doctor and he was just like a giant square, but he was like hilarious. Loosely. If, if you get it if you get a chance, look it up. That's Steve Valcat. It's, it's it's the same fucking person. Every time I watch it, I think it's Valcat on TV. Jesus. All right. <laughs> Off the rail, sorry. Uh, but yeah, so that's... the reference for it. Yeah. Um, so that was NHL The News. Now we're going to move on to uh, Twitter questions. Yeah. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Thanks, Drake. First Twitter question comes from Patrick. Oh, boy. Comes from Patrick. His... his, his <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, his... his oh, yeah, whatever. His his tweet is when you know your team is rebuilding or can't compete, how can you stay interested in watching your team's games for the years to come, knowing losing is in the best interest of the team? It's a pretty good question. This is something I'm probably gonna have to like figure out this year. I think more or less you just gotta watch the kids, right? You gotta watch the kids and see every time a kid plays well or scores a goal or does something. Like you have to watch the younger guys grow into a sort of role that you're gonna be cheering on throughout years. I mean, I think that's really the only thing that's gonna get me through. I wouldn't be shocked if the Rangers don't have that bad of a year. Like, I don't think the Rangers are going to be basement dwellers this year, but I, I don't see them making the playoffs. Having said that, it's going to be fun to see how, like, these kids develop with, with like, a, a a coach who isn't an idiot and, and a bunch of ice time. I, what do you have on that? Yeah, so, I mean, like, so my opinion on this is it kind of depends on the situation, how much maybe really you trust your team's front office. Like, yeah. Because I think – if you're rooting for your team to lose and you have young players in there, I mean, w- when they win games, like, it-, it can still kind of be, like, it can be okay. Like, you don't have to immediately think to yourself, like, oh, fuck, we just dropped in, like, in the draft stocks. Like, now I have nothing to root for. Like, why are we winning so many games? Like, I'm sure if you asked a Colorado Avalanche fan, at the beginning of the year, like, they were thinking to themselves, like, okay, like, we'll, we'll probably get the number one pick next year. We'll be reloaded. I don't think there's a single Avalanche fan out there that's saying to themselves, wow, last year sucked. Like, that must have been a ton of fun to watch their young team go out and put on a good show in the first round. So, I mean, you just kind of – you kind of have to take it for what it is. Uh, I think one thing is that, like, you kind when you're watching a rebuilding team, you really start, like, keying in on players and trying to, like, notice tendencies. It goes from, like, every game's a point race to, like, if we win, great. If we lose, don't. Like, I, it's actually, in a weird way, a more comfortable position to be in because, like yeah. – it's like, you know how, like, uh, when you have nothing to lose, everything's a little bit better. I mean, it's kind of a stress-free season. So I would say go in there with a positive mindset, kind of just, like, 
think about some players, look for the future, and if they start winning games, and fucking roll with it because that's gonna be a hell of a time. Yeah, you nailed it with like a, a front office, right? Like if you're if you're a Buffalo Sabres fan or anything like that. I mean, right now you're pumped that you got Dallin and all that shit, but over the last couple of years, like they really haven't helped themselves out, and I I, th- I think you nailed it. Like if you have if you can trust your your front office and your in your coaches and stuff like that. I'm just pumped to see how the kids play. I'm pumped to see how the kids play. I'm pumped that we got a new coach that isn't Elaine Vigneault. I'm pumped to see if Mark Stahl even gets to play at all. Like, there's a bunch of shit that I'm, like, looking forward to. You just have to – you have to find it. And, again, like, I, the Rangers probably aren't going to make the playoffs, but at least I'm going to have fun watching, like, you know, the kids battle and hopefully form some type of role to, like, look forward to in the future. So, that was right. a good. that was a good question. Um, <laughs> coming off that, Brooklyn sports guy, uh, he wants to know, will the Rangers have a top 10 draft pick next year in 2019? Can we hashtag lose for Hughes? Um – I think this is good. I I don't know. Part of me really, really wants to have to get Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is going to be a guy that is going to be a number one center. He's American, and he's going to be fucking sick. So part of me is like, okay, well, if the Rangers just coast this year, maybe they'll have a shot. But at the same time, that's it's, it's only an opportunity. If you look, the Carolina Hurricanes never even should have been near the number two pick, and they ended up getting the number two pick this year. It's not like if you finished dead last year, 100% going to get that pick, you know? Um I don't know. It, top, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. If you look at our roster this year compared to last year, we lost a shit ton of players. We have a new coach. All the kids are going to play. I guess it depends on how they play and how they develop. Um, it could go. It could go either way. I just. I'm just saying. I would not be shocked if the Rangers have a way better year than people think. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I, like I said, I think if you win, great. If you lose, whatever. Yeah, that's kind I, of I, at. I Jack Hughes obviously would be sick, but I, I if I was a Rangers fan. Like, and no offense, Rangers fans, I don't think with Henrik Lundqvist in that, like, unless, like, the balls fall in your place, like, I don't see them finishing, I see them being, at worst, like, 23rd in the league. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Hank Hank can steal some games, and you know he's not going to be a guy that's just going to roll over just because, so. Which, which, another thing, that's... That's awesome. You want guys on your team like that that want to win. You don't want guys going in there every night thinking they're going to lose because then you're going to have a bunch of Ryan O'Reilly saying they lost the game of like they lost the love of the game of hockey. You don't want that, right? It's not so like I think the difference between like basketball and hockey is like basketball. If you do like trust the process, like the Sixers did, you get like a bunch of young guys. But then like by the time those young guys are like twenty years old, you've traded everybody else away. It's a completely new team. Like if you're like the Oilers, like yes, you got McDavid. But you have such a losing culture in there, and exactly. it's, it's hard to rebuild that in a hockey organization. I feel like that takes so many more years. So you want you want veterans that want to win. It's like a fine line. I don't know. Yeah, and like I'm kind of surprised the Rangers haven't gone out and gotten themselves like a veteran for that, like for the locker room, right? They haven't really gone out and gotten anybody yet, and I guess we'll wait and see because I I, I don't know. I think that was a, a huge issue with the Rangers is, is the lack of leadership, but. That also could have to do with AV. I think watch out for Chris Kreider. I think Chris Kreider's gonna have a, a fucking hell of a year. Um, last one, it's not a question, but Sean, the Kings Rain, LA Kings fan, says, check this out, Hal. Uh, fully loaded chew.com has zero nicotine, half nicotine, full nicotine strains, tobacco and addictive free, so it's like nicotine gum. What? I'm gonna check this out. Could be fucking sick. Also, quit shitting on the Kings, you fucks. Something you think you'll you'll wheel with? Fully loaded chew.com? Let me know how it goes, LA Kings fan. I need a lot of support right now. I'm going through some tough times. I'm battling. It's not easy day in and day out, so let me know. I need your help. 
I and also I respect the fact that this guy keeps checking in on you. That's a, you kind of made a friend. Yeah, you know what, Alex Kingsman, you got my back. I got yours. Uh, I uh, like the Kings next year. Yeah, are they are they your West Coast team now? I mean, depending on how this fake chew product turns out, they could be. I could be going on the wagon with them. I mean, look, yes, they have those bad contracts, but I mean, spin zone that that veteran leadership in the room right now—that's an intangible that you can't pass up on. A lot of and, playoff you know, games. If, if if any year is their year, it's this year. So mm. Kings year. Hell yeah, fucking right. All right, now we're gonna move on. Patty B hotline. Patty B. Hey, this is the Patty B hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, we got two voicemails this week. Here's the first one. Uh, one second. Here's the first one. Big Johnny Y down in South Carolina. Big Sabres fan. I want to say, you guys talk a lot of trash about us, but we do kind of deserve it. After finishing the last three of the last five years, so keep piling on. We do deserve that kind of crap talk. At the same time, I just want to say I'm really pissed off about all these people talking about development camp. Like, our guy is so freaking sick. He's playing against freaking guys who are maybe going to make it in college. Maybe. And maybe it's your top prospect destroying someone. But this guy's going to be like, maybe as a best of fourth-line center in the NHL, maybe one day. So that's all I got to say. Thanks. All right. Listen, Johnny, I don't really understand what you're saying, buddy, but I really appreciate the call. Call again next week. Let us know. That, I mean, this is going to be one we're just going to have to tune in for, right? Yeah, dude. I just need I just need some clarity because I, I think you're getting at something, but I'm, whatever word, whatever name you're dropping about a fourth liner, I just need a little more info there. It sounds like someone's shitting on somebody. I don't know. I, I'll say this for you. You are a Sabres fan. We shit on them a lot. You got some good young pieces, though, but please, what I need is I need a follow-up call, and I need a little more explanation. I, lo- I love the Carolina boys, though. Keep calling in, Johnny. Uh, now we got another one, Patty B. Hey, morning, Steve. Patty B here. All right, question for you. Eichel changed his number from 13 to 9. Okay, I'm going to pause it there. Uh, 15 to 9, Pat. 15 to 9. Because that's his number from... BU. What do you think about that? Also, one other question. There are some fans um, like the speculating and thinking about like putting his name and number like on a throwback jersey let's say when the Sabres first became a team in Buffalo. Some people think that's bad. I personally think that's weird unless you won the jersey. Um, that's all I got. Alright, later guys. Bye. All right, so first thing, Eichel changes his jersey number. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, if I'm the Sabres, I'm pumped. That's money. Um, here's my thought on it. If you own that Jack Eichel 15 jersey, uh, you need to put it in the back of your closet. At this point in time, it is not cool. You can't say it's retro. I, I would say 12 years from now, you can rock that out, and I will appreciate it. But if I see a 15 jersey next year, I think you're a squid. You gotta get the nine. Um, like I said, it becomes retro at least ten years out, so you got a little time to wait on that. So like Sabres gotta be pumped. That's two jersey revenues, and then eventually it's gonna come back as the retro jersey. So I'm okay with it, dude. I don't know, man. Who was wearing nine before that he couldn't wear nine? You know? Uh Vander Kane, maybe? That's tough. But that was the actual look. What do you think, Donna? Let's look up who was wearing nine. Um 
I'm all right with it. You know yeah. what? I think it's kind of cool because Dolan's there now. Maybe this is like, okay, we're a new team. Dolan cucked Molson out of his jersey number. Eichel switching it up. A little good mojo. I'm all right with that. The second part of the question, I think he was asking if you put an Eichel 15 jersey on like an old school Sabres jersey, like uh, like an Afinogenov type jersey or a Dominic Hoshik type jersey. I think that's what he was asking. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't – it's just not like authentic, so it's kind of stupid, but I get your point. I mean, the classic black and red jerseys are like one of the biggest shams that they went away. So, I mean, do what you must. Yeah, good question though, Pat. That was one of your better ones. Other than the, welcome the back, Pat. what? Welcome. I'm just saying, welcome back. Yeah, it's right. Patty, it's been a hot minute. It's good to hear you. Yeah, I think next year we should have people battle to, to have the hotline named after them. Yeah, something. I think. So. All right, uh, moving on. We're gonna go to Don Moore's Heroes and Zeros, brought to you by Laga Sports. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. Here on Zero Time. Uh, let's hop right into it. My hero of the week goes to Sean Simpson. This guy pretty much said that the deal to Tampa Bay was done, and then it wasn't done, and people were going after him, and he came out, and he pretty much apologized, said the source that he had, told him it was 100%, all this stuff. I'm naming him my hero because it takes a lot of balls to come out and like be like, hey, that one's on me, especially when shit like that was going on. He didn't place the blame. He took it on himself, took it on the chin, I thought I thought that was pretty cool because I mean th- think that you're that guy and you come out and you say that and it doesn't happen like your career could be in jeopardy people are gonna be like what the fuck like nobody's gonna believe anything you say anymore so I thought that was a pretty stand up thing for him to come out and do that. Yeah, I mean I just don't like the guy because Sean is spelled S E A N. I don't S H A W N. I have a problem with that. Yeah. All right. Who's your hero? Uh yeah, dude. So I mean it's heating up. Everyone's creaming their pants about the Tavares coming home signing. Not so fast. The biggest coming home possibility of the year. He's got everyone in his hometown on pins and needles. Fatty Patty Maroon might be heading back home to the Arches in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I love it. He's playing hardball right now. His agent's coming out saying there are other teams involved. Hold your horses. I mean, he basically watched what Tavares did, and he's like, I'm going to do it, and no one's going to care, but it's going to be awesome. Patty Maroon going home, hero of the week. I, uh, so we shit on the Blues a little bit last week about like who they picked up and shit. I think Pat Maroon to the St. Louis Blues is huge. Like, I think that's a fucking pretty good winger that's going to score a shit ton of goals for you and muck it up. I think Patty Maroon is a St. Louis Blue. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Pat Maroon is pretty much everywhere he's gone, he's put up points the last few years i mean he, he kind of struggled in edmonton this year he got traded but he had like 13 points in 17 games for the devils when he got traded over so i mean i feel like patty maroon's pretty good at proving everybody wrong and uh, i am a sucker for a hometown story so i definitely think that would help out in the west coast playing in that conference having a big body banging and mucking it up like you said i mean it can only help no i think for so for sure uh my zero of the week goes to stan fischler he's still salty he came out and said that the Islanders made some compelling signings and that Tavares couldn't handle the challenge that the Islanders offered him. I don't understand why, like, okay, he's a hockey historian, whatever. Like, I'm so sick of this, like, salty old man coming out and, like, saying all this shit. Like, dude, didn't you retire? Like, aren't you done from doing this shit? 
Yeah, dude, I don't know. He did retire. When did he retire? Like, a few years ago? Yeah, it was like this, I think it was last year, the year before, there was this huge thing, oh, we love you, Stan, thanks for everything, Stan. Fuck you, Stan, dude, you're retired, shut up. I don't have to hear about why you're so salty that Tavares left your beloved Islanders. Hey, buddy, he left because they suck, and there was a better situation to go in New York. This one guy, we had, a, it wasn't an argument, it was actually a pretty good back and forth, but he would try telling me that the Islanders were arguably in a better setup as the Leafs were. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? That doesn't make any sense. You look at the the Leafs, you have Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Kadri, Riley. Uh, the list goes on and on. We look at the Islanders. I, you have Josh Bailey and Anders Lee. I mean, you have Barzell. Barzell's pretty good. But Brock Nelson? Like, you fucking kidding me? You go to the Maple Leafs 100 times out of 100 times. Yeah, so, so I read today on Stan Fischler. This is some hometown bias. He's supposed to be Mr. Hockey Historian. He's written like 45 books. He's a nerd. He knows how to read. He wrote, he made Bobby Orr the 13th greatest hockey player of all time. Um, and so I was cruising through Google, and I just thought this was funny. So in 1976, Stan Fischler wrote a, uh, a piece saying, does Bobby Orr's return to hockey actually matter? And then um, <laughs> some clown, some guy wrote into the editor. Now you can like write letters to the editor. Yeah. And he wrote, in regards to Stan Fischler's article, the author is totally mistaken in his facts. Bobby Orr is the greatest hockey player the game has ever known. Fischler has never coached, participated in, or had any involvement with professional hockey. He, ther- he therefore does not know what it's like on the ice. The play is rougher than other sports. When a player plays with Orr's intensity, He's bound to get hurt. So this guy just stuffing Fischler in a locker back in 76 saying, you've never played hockey, pal. Take a lap. Go back to writing books. Like that move there. Uh, I, think, I, think, I, I think when you put Bobby Orr as number 13th all time, your entire reputation goes out the window of being a hockey historian. Dude, I just – I think this guy who wrote this pissed off about Stan Fischler. This guy might be like the original like sports website commenter. Could be, dude. I mean, how do you put Bobby Orr 13? I don't know. I mean, like, I'm sure, like, talent-wise at this point, Bobby Orr is probably, like, number, like, 3,000. But, like, in, like, context of the game, you would think, like, I think if anybody, like, underrates people like Powell or Gretzky, Lemieux, like, if you put any of those guys out of your top 10, you're just doing it for fucking clicks and banter. Yeah, and you shouldn't Um, be doing it for clicks if you're fucking retired. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, Fisher, Fisher can go to his retirement home. My zero, the Montreal Canadiens, Shea Weber's out to four to five months with arthroscopic surgery to repair a meniscus tear in his right knee. Season's over in Montreal. Cancel the season. Not that there was really anything exciting going on anyway. They're not going to be able to tank though because they have Carey Price in that. So that'll be a fun one to watch. Um, the one thing that people forget, and I was remembered this, I was reminded of this by the internet. If Shea Weber like retires at any point before his contract's up, the Predators are on the hook for twenty four million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That'll be against their cap. Um, that would be an all time power move. Because I guess, I guess the crazy thing is too that is if Weber were to retire with one year left on his contract. That $24 million would go against one year's cap on the Predators. So they would lose $24 million for that season on their cap. So that would literally ruin their franchise. Kind of want to see it happen just to see what happens. Dude, holy shit. Could you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine if Weber, like, 
He's like, one day he just wakes up. He's like 42 years old. He has one year left on his contract. He's like, yeah, Predators, remember time you traded me for P.K. Subban? Well, guess what, pals? I'm retiring a year early. I'm cashing out. Give me my money and suffer this year. Uh, thanks for sending me this shithole. Oh, my God. That would be unbelievable. They'd have to trade everybody. <laughs> yeah, too. I mean, that's like that's down the road, and realistically, he'll probably like get put on the long-term injury reserve, and so it won't happen or something like that. But the possibilities out there, and that excites me. No, that was a hell of a zero. Uh, damn, that would be fucking. Oh my god, people would freak out. That'd be a plus shit. Um, that was our heroes and zeros of the week. Last segment, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. Hal, do you want to present this for us? Yeah, so everyone knows that the hot stove of the NHL is dead when Bobby Max up at his lake house drinking margaritas, hashtag Bobby Margaritas. In, order, in honor of Bobby Margarita drinking margaritas at his lakeside villa, uh, your three top drinks of summer uh, when there's nothing going on, no hockey, and you're just trying to pound some booze. All right, uh, my third star, seltzers. Big seltzer gang, this isn't even an alcoholic drink. This is like maybe you're coming down, you're hungover, or even, you know, it's a little nice out and you don't really want to get too tipsy. Crack open a nice little seltzer for the boys. Uh, a little carbonated, tasted water. Nothing's better than that. Third star seltzer gang. I'm going to switch it up on you. I'm going to stay non-alcoholic. I've been seltzer gang for over a year now. I've had all the summer flavors. I, I collect them all. Big fan. But when summer comes around, that's when I start reaching for those Mountain Dews. Do the do. It's time for me to have a couple Baja blasts in the parking lot with the boys. Uh, so I'm going Mountain Dew, third star. <laughs> you know, I'm a big uh, Stewart's Deli Dogs and Diet Mountain Dew guy, so I'm on board with that. Uh, my second star, I'm going to go with a type of beer. I like a nice cold Miller Lite during the summer. Summer's supposed to be about relaxing, and there's nothing more relaxing than here. Matthew McConaughey talked about how Miller Lite's his beer of choice. So uh, Miller Lite, second star. So, like, if you, so, like, so I like stupid beers, and I like IPAs and all that shit, and I know you don't, but, like, when I go to a bar and it's packed, um, there's nothing worse than someone, like, if I'm at a bar in, like, Saratoga in the summer, and there's, like, 3,000 people there, and the bartender's just giving all of the pretty girls or, like, the rich guys and tucks drinks, and I'm sitting there in a t-shirt and khakis, like, Fucking feed me, pal. And all I have is a $5 bill. Like, I just say Bud Light. Like, I don't even think about it. It's like, just give me a Bud Light and I'll get the fuck out of your face. Keep the change. Yeah. I'm gone. Do you say Miller Light? Is that, like, the light beer that, like, you grab in a pinch like that? Yeah. Yeah. Summertime only, though. Interesting, dude. I never knew that. So, uh, yeah. Summertime you know, only, Bud Light during football. All right. I, I don't know. For some reason, I'm, like, just fucking programmed to say Bud Light when I'm in a high-pack situation Yeah, it's, like it's, the, it's the popular, easy, simple beer, right? But, I don't know. I like drinking a little bit of class, I guess. Uh, my uh, my first star, I've been drinking you know, I don't get lately. to do my second star? Oh, shit, my bad. What's your second star, yeah, dude? That one's on me. Yeah, my second star... Um, <laughs> I haven't really thought any of these through whatsoever, so I'm just shooting from the hip here. Second star, I never drink them. I probably never order them. Then nothing pumps me up more than when I'm with Ked at a bar and he comes back with a round of Red Bull Vodkas. <laughs> um, once again, I would never probably order one in a random situation or like at a picnic if I'm just having a drink. I think that's savagery. 
But when you when you're at a bar and your friend comes back with a fistful of Red Bull vodka, you got to say, okay, give me one. Yeah, no, I think that too. You know, that turns into a Cheyenne kind of night too. Shout out for anybody who knows what Cheyennes are. The cigar. Cheyennes, yeah, Cheyennes are a classier cigarette. Yeah, uh, they're time. of the classiest generation. Some people think they're for sixteen-year-olds. That's wrong. That's on. Yeah, uh, that's, fuck those guys. What um, is uh, your first star, bud? My first star. These are these are. This is a drink that I've been drinking a lot recently. Uh, whiskey sours. Uh, I don't know why I've been doing it. I think I watched uh, Letter Kenny one time, and one of the guys says his drinks a whiskey sour, so I started dabbling with them. Only shitty part about a whiskey sour is they come in like those really girly type like glasses, so that's not the the best look. But you can fucking pound those for days. They're actually pretty fucking good. So what's what's your first star? I well, we gotta slow down really quick. So what the fuck's a whiskey sour? It's I, it's whiskey with like sour mix. And it comes in a girl. Why is it coming in a girly cup? I have no idea. That, that blew my mind because I, one of the guys on Letterkenny said it was their favorite drink. So I was like, all right, this is going to be pretty rugged. And it's it's like the most non-rugged <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> that, was, that was probably that was probably a fucking joke. Do you enjoy them? They're not bad. Okay. All right. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, dude. I'm, a, I'm actually like at a little bit of a loss for words right now. Like I... Whiskey sour, dude. That's a, that's some pretty fucking classy shit. So I'm gonna class it up on you as well. I was gonna go car bomb number one. I'm gonna go class. I'm gonna do a espresso martini. Oh uh, Have you ever had one of those? I've had them like twice. It was very classy. <laughs> they come in. All right. Have you ever had like a martini at a bar? Because I'm gonna sound like a total fucking loser. And this might be the same exact type of cup you're talking about. I spill them fucking everywhere. If I get a martini at a bar, it's always filled to the brim, and I'm, like, shaking like I got some type of disease, and it's going everywhere. Yeah. It just feels like pure class. It makes me feel like maybe I'm an insider at some point. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. I would never order one of those probably ever. Yeah, I've never had one of those. I've had a martini, like, one time. It's not my type of drink. Every time I drink it, I feel like I could, like, put a lighter in front of my face, and it'll just, like, blow just, like, fire everywhere. Like, I'm not a big martini guy. Yeah, I mean, realistically, just give me, like, a bottle of whiskey, and I'll just fucking pass out somewhere in the bush. Try whiskey sour this week, dude. I don't think you'll regret it. All right, I'll let you know. I'll report back next week. Hell yeah. But, everybody, thanks for tuning in. That was the morning skate this week. May or may not have one next week, uh, considering or trying to figure out what's going on in the NHL, stuff like that. The week after, the boys are going to Burlington, playing in a tournament. Papa will be, uh, will be there, and we'll probably do a podcast from there. Um, maybe Hal can try to make an appearance. We, we're not entirely sure yet, so we're trying to figure it out. But anything else? No. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next week. Maybe. Where the brave are free and lovers soar Come ride with me to the distant shore
There's not much time left today